going on, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming Bitcast, your weekly show covering all the biggest topics in gaming with industry, technical, and legal insight. This is episode 240, and I am your host, Ainsley Bowden, joined by these lovely gentlemen you see in front of you. The Seven himself, Mr. Rodriguez. How you doing, brother? Well, I'd be doing all right if I, my stupid fan would work uh, properly. It is not... So if you hear a buzzing sound, as usual, that's me. That's going to be Dan, uh, so my bad. Uh, I have a <laughs> laptop that probably has a small, tiny dust particle that is hitting my fan blades every time it goes around, uh, and I can't get rid of it because I am technically dumb. So uh, that's, uh, that's where I'm at. I got to just take it in. Have somebody clean it. It's a good just, Sunday morning. Yeah. yeah. No, and I got like a small headache, but it's mostly due to people. So, and family. <laughs> otherwise, I'm ready to go. What are we talking about? We're talking about some games today, along with our other host, who uh, has just the, the loveliest fan base in all of the internet, <laughs> I must say. Mr. Ty Guy Travis himself. McClunky. Hello, everyone. Good morning to you all. Very exciting day to be a, a gamer and a reviewer. <laughs> I mean that genuinely. It's great. No yeah, complaints. it's great. It's great. Um, so today we've got a lot to talk about. We may have a Wild Hogue sighting, so stay tuned for that. Um, as always, we are simulcasting this across the Season Gaming and Hogue Law channels. So if you can, uh, if you are watching with us live, everyone in chat, good morning, good afternoon. If you are watching with us live, open up those tabs, watch uh, both channels. It helps us out, obviously, as we've said. And uh, today we're going to be talking about a bunch. So we've got game releases. We've got uh, Travis's Destiny 2 Lightfall kind of review in progress now out in the wild. And alongside that, we're going to be introducing a new segment of the show today, which should be a lot of fun uh, and at least give us some laughs. We're going to be talking uh, a lot about Final Fantasy 16 and the previews that have come in for that. Um, we've also got uh, some more releases in March. We've got an update on the Xbox uh, and Microsoft acquisition of activision blizzard um elden ring has announced an expansion so a lot to talk through today should be a good show everyone good to see everyone trying to keep both tabs open you know how i do here trying to keep up uh with everyone i will do my best and right out of the gate before we even went live mr googleman is back with our first super chat of the day uh let's hit it Jeez, man it's fast all right, let's see. I'm almost out of uh, Arizona green tea with honey, which tastes great with Takis Fuego, uh, which I don't have. Video games. All right. I don't know why. Listen, I tried Takis actually for the first time like a couple of weeks ago, and they were like stale. That's what it felt like. It was like a fresh bag. You know, I've had, you know. I legitimately don't know what Takis Fuego are. It's like a, um, it's, like a it's like a snack food. It's kind of like, you know. Uh, what are those? It's like a chili kind of lime kind of. Like they remind me of those. Like the, what are those things? The fugles, the things you wear in your fingers. Bugles. Bugles. bugles? Yeah, those things. Oh, I, like I don't that. know. They're about snack yeah, foods. They, they kind of remind me of that, but they're basically just a snack food. But I, I had the same experience as Dan. I bought one curiously yeah. once, and I was like, "Yeah, this is real bad," and didn't, didn't get <laughs> didn't get into it. So yeah, like fire Cheetos, them. Cheetos Fire, or whatever that. Those are better. Okay. Yeah. You know, myself, All right. but. That's just me. He, he would know. Trust yeah. him. Honestly, this yeah. is his area of expertise. I defer to Dan yeah. on this. 
We ended on Burger Chat, and we start this week with Taki Suego, apparently. So, Googleman, thank you for that. Our Burger Chat basically spawned a huge online debate again, too, about burgers, which was hilarious. Um, By the way, uh, Travis, uh, a few people, including a good friend of mine, uh, were talking about a place called Habit, which is a California burger chain that they said a lot of people said is really good. I have no idea. It's okay. It's okay. Again, I I just don't I I don't believe there's any chain that actually makes good burgers. I don't I don't think that's real. I think I don't think it, that's real. I, I, yeah, go local. That's the best way to eat. Yeah, yeah, eat that's burgers. how we ended. I know find a local joint that's super. They know what they're doing, and and yeah, that's, that's my okay philosophy. Fair enough. Uh, thank you, Googleman, for the super chat. Appreciate you. Also, shout out to Midnight Dreary who gifted a channel membership over at SG. Thank you, and welcome to Virginia Tracy, a new channel member as well uh and big shout out to i'm trying to keep up here marianne williams over on hoag's channel who gifted five memberships to get us started today thank you very much that's awesome all right guys so today i think we'll start with um uh you know what we've currently been playing so i want to start briefly with um wolong fallen dynasty nice which from koei tecmo team ninja uh you know it's being called kind of like a sekiro uh, competitor, you know, kind of like a, a souls born in ways. Um, I'm, I'm still very early in it, so I can't speak to it too greatly, uh, but I am enjoying it a lot. It feels like a, a uh, Sekiro and Neo kind of mesh together uh, to create a new type of uh, Ninja Gaiden style game. And uh, it's, uh, it's impressive. I like it. It's very smooth. It's got a lot of combat capabilities and uh you know uh, abilities you can use and uh it is challenging so i'm waiting for dan's review should be done any day um but yeah i like it and if it's on game pass of course so if uh if you want to try it give it a shot you say dan's review yeah it's not yeah, happening. Dan, dan, yeah. Not are, happening. <laughs> are dan this one right here above me <laughs> <laughs> no. is he Shout reviewing out to- it really no, no. he is absolutely I'm not, not. Even gonna no. download it <laughs> no uh reviewing it for us uh is eric um who um you know plays a, a bunch of these games so yeah he's he's on it he's already mostly through it so our review should be up soon shout out to co-counsel in the chat good morning mrs ho good to see you and wow that was that was fast sir that was too fast. I wasn't prepared. Uh-oh. But we are Uh-oh. back to our foursome. Yay! Yay, Mr. Hope. Hope. Yeah, I Hope. gave you a warning Hope. this time, Hope. Yes, he did. You did give me a warning. I just didn't think it would be so early in the show, but I love it. I love I'm it. Sorry, I could have aimed it a little better. No, I, I knew it would be pretty early. I can't have you guys talking Final Fantasy without me. Uh, no, absolutely Ooh. not. Especially with the information that came out this week, yeah. which is more of what uh, you ranted about last time. So I was very pleased to see it, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we signed a contract, I think, when we <laughs> came on. <laughs> there would be no show about Final Fantasy without Mr. Hogue. <laughs> no doubt. How you doing, man? I'm okay, as these things go. So I'll yeah. be hanging in there as long as I can, as we did last time. But um, sure. I saw the summary... And I knew I had to come on Final Fantasy. 16. <laughs> Indeed, we've got Final Fantasy 16 and Xbox uh, Activision Blizzard, which you did a. Uh, I already told you, but if you missed it, I don't think anyone here missed it. But your first video back officially. Congrats on that. Uh, in my opinion, and I, I wasn't just saying this. You know, I think you did a fantastic job. I think it just goes to show 
how good you are at these things that you can come back from a stroke and still give me the best video on the situation of any that I've watched. So uh, credit to you, man. That is very nice of you to say. It took substantially more time than usual to make that video. So sure, I wanted to get it done. Good. Yeah, I get well, it. I hope the PT yeah. is going well. No doubt. Hope it. Hope it's going better than the PT demo. <laughs> PT is going great. OT, that's occupational therapy, is where the fun lives. That's getting this hand to do things, which you couldn't even uh, see because I couldn't raise it high enough. But oh. without ripping my microphone off. Wow. Gotcha. I didn't even know OT there you was go. a thing. So there oh yeah, go. it's physical therapy, occupational therapy. I also did speech therapy for a while, and then they also have recreational therapy. Recreational therapy. Okay. Yeah, that one sounds that's, like that's, the, that's the most four types of therapy. Yeah, what's that? And then, and then they put you so much. And then they put you through so much of that. Then you need just regular therapy to deal with all of the. Yeah. So they call it neurotherapy, but yeah, I have a psychologist as well. There you go. Gotcha. Wow. So regular yeah. therapy is called neurotherapy. In this world, yeah. In this world, okay, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> More you know. well, good to have you. Uh, everyone obviously excited in the chat. So this is awesome. Uh, I always feel better when it's the four of us. It just feels right. You know what I mean? So big shout out to Chris Mullen, gifted five Hoaglog memberships over at Hoag's channel. Big shout out to Amazing Meta, gifted 10 memberships over at Hoag Law. Wow. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So um, currently playing. So I was touching on Woe Long. It doesn't sound like any of you have, you have played it. What do you think so yep. far? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same point as you, where I've only played uh like basically. I've played like an hour. Yeah. Like yeah, so I played like the beginning, and then I got through the part that was in the first demo, and I was like, oh okay, this is sort of like it was before, except for now I have party members for some reason, which is kind of an interesting move. Um, and then uh yeah, I I basically got through the parts that a lot of us already played in the early early demo. Yeah, I'm still not up to playing so action games yet, but I have observed, Woe Long, okay, and Lightfall, and Wild Hearts. Oh, we're going to have some fun with Lightfall. Um, is Wolong, I know you're not the biggest kind of Souls guy, Hogue. Is, is Wolong one of those games that interest you at all? You're just kind of seeing what it's about. I honestly, it's Game Pass, so I downloaded it. And my brother's in yeah. town, and he wanted to play it. And the demo was strong, I thought. But, no, it's more, that was the game this week that was the most interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long I would stick with it. Honestly, watching it, I feel like Three Kingdoms is maybe something i've seen a little too much of mm. but i also kind of felt that a little bit like i was pretty excited for this game i did a lot of the previews for it for ign and then and then naturally mitchell got the review um but uh <laughs> yeah he uh but um i i kind of also felt like oh you know i recently played sekiro it doesn't feel that long ago and i you know there was kind of like a little like eh, you know I'll, i'm not like in a rush to finish that game certainly so Okay. And you can't complain. You got the brilliance that is Lightfall that we're going to talk about. So we'll get to that shortly. <laughs> oh, man. So what else have you guys been playing then? Um, really, all I've been playing is Wolong um, and PSVR 2 stuff, which uh, I can touch on again briefly. But anything else new? Pretty much Octopath and Deep Rhythm for me. Nice. Octopath, are you still enjoying the hell out of it? Oh, yeah. Octopath is great. It's exactly what you would have expected if you ordered a second Octopath. Now, that's going to get <laughs> under some people's skin, but I think it's great. Okay. 
I haven't played much more of Octopath 2 or Metroid Prime Remastered, which is too bad because I'm almost done with Prime Remastered. But uh, yeah, aside from the game that I can't talk about until Tuesday, the IGN first game I'm I'm going to be covering yeah. all month long, um, I can uh, I I basically just worked on the Destiny review. That was my that was my week. Gotcha. You got a March IGN first. You're still not allowed to talk about on March fifth. Yeah, so we wait until our first article for the month, and oh. uh, yeah, so Mar- March, you know, well, the first two days happened last week during workday, so um, our first article for IGN First goes live on Tuesday, at which so point I'll be right able to... for us to assume that every game you talk about on this show is not the first because you're talking about it? If I'm talking about on this show, it's probably already out, so it definitely won't be IGN First. IGN First is for games that, you know, are coming out soonish. Next six months or so, usually. Nice. Well, at least we can talk about it next week, then. That'll be good. So. Yeah, it'll be a cool topic to talk about, and I've seen a ton of that game, so I will be able to tell you a lot about it. So, Fantastic. Cool. Dan, you still up in uh, Like a Dragon? Uh, yeah. Um, I kind of went back. I was still... <clears throat> I was confused on why I only had 23%. Uh, and so even after finishing it and probably spending close to 60 hours... And I, 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 yeah, I was, I was like, this is nuts. So I, I I'm kind of going back through it and seeing what I missed, uh, which I'm still confused about actually, but <clears throat> I'm still having a good time with it. Um, I actually got my Xbox hooked up uh, for the first time in literally a year and resubbed the game pass. And cause they gave it, I was gone for so long. They gave it to me for a buck. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll try it now. And then I down. That's when I got Atomic Heart last week. And then, uh, okay, so I've been kind of going back and, you know, State of the K two, my favorite game uh, on Xbox. I love it. Been playing a lot of that. Uh, Saw Wolong was on there. I was like, nah. And I was so then I basically went back like through the whole year and was like, okay, what what did I miss that I didn't buy? You know, somewhere else. Uh, and uh, I can't remember what I. I think Age of Empires two. The new one that's on the console. That was, uh, there's two yeah. remastered and four both out on Xbox. Well, I, didn't, I didn't even see the four. I just got two. It was awesome. Yeah. Still awesome. I wish somebody would do, redo the uh, what was it the uh, the Star Wars one, like something of the Empire or something. It was the Age Empire of at War. Empire yeah. War. Yeah, it was. They used the same engine, I think, and I, I, I love those games. Empire at War. Oh mm. man, that was great. Um, that's it, man. I haven't really been. You know what else I did? Hitman Absolution. I don't know if I said that last week, but yeah, totally went back guns? and started playing that. Yeah, it's 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 so good, so good. But <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. yeah, and and of course the first thing I downloaded was Hitman Three since it's on Game Pass. I was like, oh yeah, you know, well, just to have there, and Deus Ex Mankind. Is that what's wrong that's, with that's, this guy? Mankind divided. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I haven't played this in a while. Also awesome. You know, he like, loves what it, he loves. Just like yeah, you, Travis, love Destiny Lightfall. Yeah. I'm just going backwards. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, MLB comes out here in a few weeks. So it does. that will take a lot of my time. Okay. Yeah, that. we've uh, there's actually some cool releases coming this this month. So I, I called out a few of them here. So we've got, uh, if you're into Dead Cells, you got the Castlevania crossover coming tomorrow, actually, March 6th. Dead Cells um, fantastic. Yeah, so that that looks really cool. You've got uh, Dark Pictures is doing their VR horror game on PSVR March 16th. Obviously, you know, for me and a lot of people, the big news is Diablo 4. 
beta is March uh, 17th and 19th if you've pre-ordered, and then the open beta is the 24th to 26th. And if you missed that, they detailed kind of what you can unlock in the full game if you get to level 20 in the beta, I think it is. Um, so you can check that out. Uh, you've got, I, I don't know how to pronounce this. Someone can tell me. Is it Chia? How do you pronounce this properly? It's just Chia, like Chia Pet. Just Chia. Okay. Chia coming on March 21st. And then, of course, big release is Resident Evil 4 Remake on March 24th. And then, uh, as Dan said, MLB The Show 23 on March 28th. So a lot of good stuff in March. Okay. Um, why don't we knock out these couple super chats? We've got emojis for you, Travis. Stacy does oh not let you get away from the emojis. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. So well, let's get this one, started man. for today. Um, let's do it. Emoji for Travis. That is Ein Rot Balloon, uh, uh, dec decorative pine tree, possibly. Uh, red <laughs> apple, a raccoon, a. Uh, face uh wow that's kind of morbid a face that appears to be uh melting perhaps some sort of uh, thermonuclear accident um i, I believe that <laughs> i believe that is gene simmons uh in face painting uh yeah uh pretty close woman young kratos yeah oh I see. Yeah, atreus yeah maybe atreus okay that's a good one uh this is a uh an amorous woman uh, uh, gets stepping out of a bubble bath, and those are her footprints on the tile floor. Um, what makes her amorous, I'm Mr. Tie Guy? What's that? What we have amorous, amorous emojis. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. So I'm, I'm, yeah. Okay. So yeah, you guys are looking at the ones that are on the screen right now. I'm looking <laughs> in the chat, and it looks like maybe she's covered in bubbles of some kind, and she's got like a, yeah, kind I can't of a, see a face. She's making like a face. I don't know. It reads amorous to me. Um, and then I believe that is a... She's I, kind of got a face. I, so is that a black rectangle? What is, I just... I see just black that rectangle. Means it didn't, that, that yeah, that means it didn't come through properly. Okay, and then uh, pig snout. Yep. There we go. And I'm pig snout. Kind Nailed of, it. I'm real, another there. Travis special. I'm good at this. <laughs> I know about you it. You are. Wow. Stacy, yeah. thank you very much as always. Uh, shout out to Sentient Dreamer. Yeah, Sentient Dreamer, the $5 super sticker. Thank you very much. Oh, it was David Bowie. Okay, yeah. That's a good That's a good one. That's a good note. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Starius? Yes. It? Yeah, with the 50 pounds. Uh, welcome back. It's amazing to see your progress. I'm assuming she's talking to Hogue. Uh, yeah, she is. yeah okay all right <laughs> it's definitely not me <laughs> starius thank you for the generous awesome. super chat thank you. appreciate you supporting hoags channel over there we've got sardinisms in the house well with the two dogs oh who's your mc uh mine is ochet is that how you say Partitio. Partitio. what is gao main lol so gao is a final fantasy six character that is very similar oh yeah, yeah. in style to our beast lady Ochet. Ah, it's been so long. Okay. All oh, right. Shit. Thank you, Sardinisms. Mm. And the Heathers with a dollar ninety-nine super chat. Happy to see Hogue live. This counts towards therapy. That's for sure. That's probably because you know, just to see how what his tolerance level of us is. In, in kind of <laughs> to that point. Well, my no therapist doubt. would be happy to know I did all my home exercises before the show. So. Fantastic. Nice. Love to see it. Thank you, everyone. Appreciate we you. Know, we know you're watching. 
Ghost Therapist. Pay attention. <laughs> yeah, and shout out to, uh, let's see. Okay, no, that's good. We got it. Perfect. Okay. Thank you very much. All right, final Fantasy 16. Let's go ahead and jump over to it. I know Hogue will have some thoughts. So what I did here in our notes, guys, is uh, there a lot of previews came out about Final Fantasy 16 this week. And I kind of went through a uh, big shout out to uh, my friend Wesley LeBlanc over at Game Informer. Um, he did a lot of coverage for the game. And so there's interviews, there's previews, there's kind of uh, stuff on the combat system, the um, the summons, the icon battle. So I kind of put some just notes about these things so we can talk through different aspects of the game. So the, the big thing, of course, I think with Final Fantasy 16 is the combat. I know we've touched on it before. Uh, if you're not aware... <clears throat> Excuse me. If you're not aware, um, the uh, director of the combat in this game is Ryota Suzuki, who did Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and Devil May Cry 4, 5, and other games at Capcom. And so the combat is real-time action-focused, uh, which kind of took people aback when we first looked at Final Fantasy 16. So I got a quote here, and I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on it. So, because I, I feel like it could be a little controversial in the way you... you we all look at this game. So producer Naoki Yoshida, they were asking him why it's real time and why they've moved away kind of almost permanently, not permanently, but for a long time now from turn-based. And now, he said, if I can make a comment on the long of time course. Now stuff, because I saw this rolling around Twitter as well. It's like, mm -hmm. well, they haven't done a turn-based game in 10 years or whatever. They have released precisely one main numbered entry in the last decade. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's so true. In, in franchise time, we are one game removed from turn-based strategy role-playing. Fair, yeah. Yeah, so Yoshida says his reasoning, or at least what he said, was creating a Final Fantasy, a numbered Final Fantasy, to your point, Hogue, is rare, has become such an endeavor to the point where your development costs are upwards of $100 million just to create one game. And so to recoup that development cost, you need as many people playing your game as possible. While a lot of the older fans, you're looking at them, are used to what Final Fantasy had in the past. A lot of younger players have never played a Final Fantasy game. They grew up playing first-person shooters. They grew up playing games like Grand Theft Auto, where you basically press a button and something happens immediately. That's what I want for my Final Fantasy. It worked really well with Dragon Age 2, if you might recall. <laughs> I love you, Hook. Um, <laughs> so I want to get your guys' thoughts on this, because they say something a little later, which almost kind of contradicts this if, if depending on how you look at it but i, I don't know I, i'm i'm indifferent to this comment because i feel we talk about this a lot here where the industry is so vast now and there are so many different experiences um that i feel like taking a franchise such as final fantasy um and justifying a a, a pretty big shift in the combat system because it's a long-running series, and new players who might have not played a Final Fantasy before or more used to instant gratification or action seems strange to me. Now, Travis, you uh, articulated well the other week around let developers make the game they want to make, and I, and I fully agreed with you there, and I agree with it here, but it just seems like a weird justification to say we're trying to make this for as many players as possible, and that means making it very easy to access combat quickly because the younger people may not have played a turn-based game and are used to shooters or, or action games. Um, that doesn't jive with me too well, to be honest. 
Mm-hmm. You're you're on mute. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of right there with you. Um, if this is the game that they wanted to make legitimately, I think they probably should just say that. You know, like, hey, we that's not the game we wanted to make. We don't want to make a turn based game. Blah blah blah. Uh, which I kind of think is maybe the real reason, and they were just sort of uh, uh, dodging this question. Is kind of the impression I got. Yeah. Uh, because I I I kind of think that there's two things. One. I think a, a turn-based game could work 100%. I, I think there's definitely a market for that. But I think that market would be smaller. And maybe it's a reality at Square Enix that Final Fantasy is you know, their flagship franchise and they need to sell it to as many people as possible. And so the economics of, well, if you make it turn-based, you immediately shrink your audience pretty significantly. I get that. I don't know if it's a good reason to make creative decisions, but balancing creative desires with the economic realities of running a business is sort of a pretty common video game industry problem so um yeah i i'm kind of with you ains i don't really like the reason but you know if they want to make a game i have no problem with the non-turn based final fantasy game at all as we've discussed at length that's not my qualm with this Uh, and i think that what they've shown looks pretty good and you know, I I was with some of my nerd friends yesterday talking about Final Fantasy 16, and they were like, "Yeah, the game looks awesome. I'm definitely going to buy it." Blah, blah blah. So it's clearly working. They're generating hype for for people that um, don't have a sacred cow there uh, in terms of what they expect from Final Fantasy because they're they're just excited to to play it. So um, sure, yeah, yeah. It, it seems it it seems to your point. It seems at least what I've seen is that the response to the previews has been very positive. There's a lot of good feedback. A couple of the articles I read from editors like Wes, who I mentioned, who got to play this and kind of check it out, have all been praising it. So it just, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Seems like a shift. And I know we talked about it months and months ago when they first showed the game. Um, but getting to see more of it now is kind of a weird thing. And and before uh, Hogue or uh, Dan, you comment on this, um, there was another thing I wanted to call out that kind of demonstrates how action-focused this is. So according to the preview, the game has a scoring system like Devil May Cry with letter grades and scoring and everything else that is always running in the background. They just don't show it to you. And there is an unlockable mode in the game called Arcade Mode where you'll be able to replay the stages and turn this on so that you can actually see the score that you're getting and see what you're doing in the game. The reason their justification for not showing this all times is that they felt for new players of the game that if they were playing and they did a level and they got like a D, that it would be like a, a downer. It would be a negative kind of connotation that they would be giving players like you didn't do very well. And they didn't want that to be the case. They wanted people to just play and get through the game as they want to get through because it's an RPG. But they do want to have this mode for people who want to see and try to like kind of perfect their combat, I guess it is. So I think just having that system in the game to begin with shows uh, definitively how action focused it is. <clears throat> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm of the camp that, you know, you don't really need to mess with the good thing. Uh, it's, it's always worked. You know, it's always, but at the same time, I was one of the biggest skeptics when Yakuza went from action to turn-based RPG. I was, I mean, until I played it, until the day I played it, I was super skeptical and I was really upset actually, because that was actually where I I remember you ranting on this show about that. It drove me nuts that they were going to this direction. I was like, this is 
so dumb. I mean, but <laughs> turns out it's one of the best ones, you know, and, and, and whether or not it was gameplay or not, I guess is, is kind of the question, you know, it, it worked, but it was still a Yakuza game in its kind of soul, right? So I think that's the challenge that this game is going to face is that can it still be a Final Fantasy game? Uh, tell that fantastical story in this, you know, with, with the really good deep characters and then, uh, you know, but completely do a 180 on basically all the, the combat mechanics. I have no idea. Yakuza pulled it off. Um, I, I could, you know, at this point, I, I would give them the benefit of the doubt to an extent, but at the same time, I, I also, you know, go to Final Fantasy games, especially the older ones, for that turn-based combat, um, specifically for me. Uh, but the stories are also, you know, a big part of it too. So it's if they can really, it's really going to come down to the balance, I think, between that gameplay and the and the storytelling. Uh, but we'll see if they can do it. But I understand both sides. You know, well, I think the difference is RGG a... is a well-run studio and Square Enix is a tire. <laughs> that might be true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Hogue. Thoughts? Well, I'll be referring to the game as 16 now for the rest of the episode, but I obviously am not thrilled about anything that came out this week, including the kind of infighting and holier-than-thou kind of journalism that I saw very often about, you know, it's it's just the old people that want the turn-based and Final Fantasy doesn't mean anything. It can be whatever. We can make it a Tetris game. It's still Final Fantasy. We put MOG on it. Okay. <laughs> this has a lot to remind of like the Star Trek and Star Wars conversations you've seen for the last few years, which is like, what makes these things? And to me, turn-based role-playing has always been a different game type than action. It's not. It's not just hey, we can hit a button and do something. It's that there's a lot more thought and strategy that goes into manipulating a party of characters and trying to figure out how to beat a, a bad guy than flipping around and magicking and doing that kind of stuff. Now, I think Square Enix can say, hey, we're going we're gonna to spend $200 million on this game or whatever because we're terrible at managing our money and we need to go for Quadrant Appeal. But I don't think that I have to listen to that and say, oh, yeah, absolutely. You're right. You're terrible at managing your resources. So you got to go and make sure you hit every possible person. I'm of the belief that if you go and try to appeal to everyone, you appeal to no one or at least less than you would have. And I think Final Fantasy and Square Enix to some extent exists because Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy players have given them the money to make these things at this point. So give them what they want. But, hey, if other people are going to enjoy 16, go for it. I have a feeling that despite what Travis's nerd friends say, they might say it looks exciting to them, but they won't want to be playing it, but they won't wind up engaging with it in the way that Yoshi P and Square Enix want them to, because you get just the half-cooked version of both. It's not Devil May Cry. It's going to be less than that, and it's not Final Fantasy, at least as we know it. So I still look at Final Fantasy Remake and say, you guys solved it. That's an action menu turn-based thing hybrid so I, I don't know why you would ditch it so immediately but obviously both games were in development at the same time and rebirth is still scheduled for this year although i don't think anybody should be holding out for it yeah yeah hmm. i think that's fair i think what i know when we talked about this originally hoag uh i said similar things uh to you in that when i think of the final fantasies that i've enjoyed the most and and i always go back to the classic ones i'm just biased that way i guess 
but they are party based and and you said it well of um you know figuring out it's almost like a, a game of chess in a good turn-based system right where you're figuring out how your party can do each subsequent action to overcome the challenge in front of you and i feel right, you personally Octopath right now octopath is tough in that you have to think through a lot of stuff all the that's time good. but it's like turn-based it's not asking for twitch skills which is one of the reasons it's my game right now yeah and, and and as someone i mean we know we talk about it a lot right i'm competitive shooter player and i play a lot of fast moving competitive games like i i love that but that's not what i to your point that's not what i go to final fantasy for um, and I think that that was kind of what I was alluding to when I said that the, the industry is so vast and there's so many different experiences. I don't necessarily like it when a certain game or franchise or series or anything like that feels like they have to acclimate to a broader audience by either dumbing down or simplifying or just trying to be all things to all people. I think you said that well, too. Um, well, that, that was very much press X to awesome or whatever as a quote and if we really if we really honest with ourselves if we if you told me hey here's a quote rick i'm not going to tell you who said it i would have told you that was an electronic arts executive it's like we have to have four quadrant appeal for our games because that's the money we're putting in okay great but this also goes with some of the other stuff we saw in the articles about final fantasy 16 this week which was there's a certain amount of what i've described as self-loathing which is maybe a little too strong but embarrassment that their empire is built on Japanese role-playing games and turn-based strategy and what Final Fantasy used to be that is coming across in a lot of these quotes that we're, you know, we're going to be just as good as those Western guys with their action stuff. It's like, well, to me, it's dance with the one that brung you. It's not, I'm not trying to pigeonhole you. I'm just trying to say, this is what you're good at. You are a JRPG company. In fact, you are a merger of the two main JRPG companies. Some of the, quite literally the greatest games of all time i mean they they, yeah, they they should never be ashamed of the you know what they've accomplished or or try to be anything else those games are celebrated for decades for a reason well they can um, they can try to be something else i i think oh they can yeah they, they, they shouldn't be ashamed of, of what they are and their legacy and that sort of stuff but i get why a creative person would not want to be labeled as something and and be expected you know get back in the pit no no you know, crawling out to go and explore something else creatively. And I, I want them to have the ability to do that. I, again, you know, I, I don't have a sacred cow for the Final Fantasy series, but I kind of, I do believe that Final Fantasy can be anything because we've seen that with, they've experimented with so many different types of Final Fantasy games, maybe less in the numbered series, but still there's, there's a lot of different Final Fantasy experiences out there. And uh, so long as it's something that they genuinely want to make and believe in, you know, let things evolve. Which Last Magic Kazooie. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. Yeah, and I, 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 I think the 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 quote that they made is interesting. It's an interesting point. I've also heard uh, Japanese developers describe a problem like that in the past. Like, I, for some reason, I remember I have this like memory of E3 when they first showed off Bloodborne and the uh, the From Software team that was working on that game. They were describing. They were describing their game and then somebody else described it as a jrpg and they were sort of like i mean yeah i guess and and I, I just Japan, but yeah and, but and it's jrpg an RPG, is but never it, and this is a conversation yeah. i've also been having online jrpg to me has never been an indication of country of origin it's a series of design decisions that go into making your game that it's yes. set characters experiencing so, a relatively linear story yeah i think i think in japan the uh they don't have that same definition because when I 
was talking to people from software they were like yeah i mean we are a jrpg when people were asking them about it that was like their they sort of just accepted that and it had nothing to do with the format of the game obviously because it was bloodborne and so i think maybe we're talking about two separate things the um, you know western kind of uh impression of what makes a jrpg versus them saying it is just a label they get slapped onto their games even though they don't really see themselves as being any different uh, you know, overall. So I, I think there's there's definitely an interesting conversation there that I don't feel at all qualified to talk about because I don't know. Well, I'm not going to tell him he's wrong and how he feels. If he feels sure. that's a derogatory term, hey, that's how you feel. Yeah. But it's never, ever, ever been derogatory to me, obviously. I prefer the JRPG format to the Western RPG format. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, I think the people who prefer it... Uh, they think of it as a very specific thing but it is certainly true that people online say you know oh i hate that jrpg crap right like they they see jrpg as a category to be disliked as well i mean you, you see that sentiment a lot online so to I, me, I, 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 useful in talking about things right if you look at the board game side of things if you play board games at all there are two prominent kind of genres of design decisions in euro board games and ameritrash board games and obviously ameritrash as a concept a little bit more directly derogatory but it's not really intended that way. I don't, and I don't, I play a ton of Ameritrash games and I enjoy a lot of them that I wouldn't obviously not call trash, but those are shorthands. A Euro board game is going to have systems and not be so much caring about the lore or the reasoning behind those systems and collecting points. And the Ameritrash game is likely to have 16 decks that are all representative of elements of the game in order to tell a story, for instance, or to create a setting. But those are useful to say, hey, well, what kind of games do you like? And to me, that's what JRPG is. I, I yeah, agree. But if, yeah. I was, if, I, if I was creating a game, if I was a creative type, I wouldn't want to be put in either of those boxes, right? I would just well, you want know, yeah, you don't want to be put game. in a box at all, really. Yeah, right? I would want to be. I would be want to be a game uh, with my own merits, and I, I get why it's useful for players. But if I were a creator, for sure, I would find labels probably a little constricting yeah. and, and not like them. And I think Final Fantasy has been around long enough where they deserve to make their own game. I mean, the game that they want to make, even if it doesn't kind of conform with what people want. Dude, the last Banjo Kazooie game was a racing game. You know what I mean? Like, hey, games hey, are you, Travis. Hey. And it's, good. and it's, it's okay. good. And it's good. I like that game okay. a lot. I like it's that conceptually game a lot. good. Yeah. yeah. It's a good yeah. game. It's not a good banjo game. Um, I, I disagree. It's, it's funny. <laughs> it's got the same but, comedy, the humor as banjo. I like that. I, I but, uh, honestly I, think that game is underrated. But anyway, I, my point is you should you should be okay yeah. with them experimenting. And I get why people have sacred cows. But, you know. I'll take it. Hey, as a question, Travis, is Banjo-Kazooie that car game does it have a number associated with it It does not it does not does it yeah well i mean to be fair neither did the sequel banjo kazooie 2 banjo as it was called technically not a number well it's it's there's a gray area here legally mr hogue i think we can i don't think law we have plausible deniability here on the two i think you want to call it final fantasy nuts and bolts i'm all for it go nuts like yeah. uh, Stranger I, I, of Paradise, right? You you heard me say on this show that yeah. I enjoyed Stranger of Paradise for right. what it was, and it's broken yeah. as heck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it didn't um, try to call itself Final Fantasy sixteen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and by the way, just on the JRPG thing, yeah, that's um, a good point. Somebody in comments said Final Fantasy fourteen. That's numbered. That's an MMO. That's not. That's yes, not eleven and fourteen are very interesting members of the numbers, but. Yeah, I wouldn't have done that. 
<laughs> and I, and I think yeah, it's, it's, it's your problem with the uh, yeah okay interesting well but be, i think the, anybody that talks about final fantasy as a series of single player role-playing games skips 11 and 14 in they terms do of the analysis yeah well, that's what 15, i was just gonna though. say those aren't included turn-based it doesn't fall a lot of the 15 is a mess 15 is square enix at full tire fire mode <laughs> <laughs> Some people like that game. <laughs> I thought it was okay. It should be, but it's it's not what we would consider a, a traditional Final Fantasy. I don't get any of those vibes from it. I but actually, I actually didn't play it for that reason, Travis. I didn't play it Final Fantasy 15 because it just completely turned me off. It just doesn't give those vibes. And then you hear some game. of the questions in these interviews with Yoshi, and it's you know, are you, a lot of Final Fantasies have a lot of emotionality and kind of the operatic elements. Do you have that in your game? And he's like, Nah, we don't. We can't write that stuff. Okay, great. Happy you're in charge. Uh, I missed Hogue. All I'm saying is that if, if 11 and 14 and then to a lesser extent 15 have precedent for a numbered Final Fantasy game not being what you guys are talking about, I think, you know, we're probably well past the point where that was a... And you, you guys can obviously be upset about that, but whatever. It's Final Fantasy. More yeah, than half we'll of see. them aren't good anyway. I still maintain that. Look <laughs> at Hoag's face. By the way, on the JRPG front, I just want to say I use it like like Hoag. I've said on the show that I don't like JRPGs as much nowadays, and and that has nothing to do with their country of origin, right? To to Travis or to Hoag's point, it's just the the types of games and design and and voiceovers and music and certain aspects of this exactly so isn't that exactly why they would want to break away from that label because you people have preconceived notions about what a jrpg is and so if they get labeled that they're sort and, of in a and box that's I don't fine think and what they, i just think that they seem embarrassed by the design sensibilities that built their company yeah that and i was just going to simply say then show me something different and we'll go they, from there. They're doing that. They're doing that. You, you can, you can oh. say a lot of things, but they're not not doing that, Ains, right? Well, yeah, like, in the combat sense. I right? said toward the end of last year that I've been enjoying Chained Echoes. That's great. That's one of my favorite yeah. JRPGs of the last decade. And I have no idea where it was made. Presumably not Japan. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> one more comment on Final Fantasy 16, which um, I wanted to call out because this is what, compared to 15, like you just brought up, Travis, this is what has interested me in the game, is returning to the fantasy roots of the franchise. So a couple quotes here from, uh, from uh, director Hiroshi uh, Takai, which says, when the project started, I was one of the first people that Yoshida came to and said, okay, we have this project, Final Fantasy 16. Will you be director? Takai accepts to direct. And he said that one of their orders was to uh, focus on the summons in the game. So where the summons could not only be obviously included in the game, but where summons could actually fight each other, uh, which are the icon versus icon battles that they've uh, talked about. So they said that we wanted... This is where I find it almost contradictory with what they said previously, but kind of funny at the same time. They said we wanted to create a story and a narrative that resonated with the older fans, fans that have been around for a long time. Uh, but our third point was that we wanted to bring in more people into the series than just the standard fans and the standard RPG fans. And to do that, we turned it into an action game, believing that would be able to get us the audience we haven't tried before. That's almost the exact same thing they said about 15. <laughs> that almost, actually is true. the word. Yeah. So they're saying, they're saying story for old people, gameplay for young people. For your, and to Hoke's point, they're trying to, they're trying to be all things to all people. 
Um, yeah, it, it, I mean, I I get the strategy. I yeah. See, that's the part that doesn't that that bothers me because I don't know if this is a situation of like, oh, you know, let the devs do what they want creatively. This seems like it's overly uh, like um, what do you call it? Uh, focus group tested. You know what I mean? That's it's like, <laughs> yes. oh, we got to hit all of the different buying groups. Yeah, they got eight opinions. They're like, all right, how do we fit all eight into our game? Yeah, it strikes me as like, oh, the the corporate part of Square Enix is sort of running the show on this game because it's such a big title, and that I feel like is a recipe for disaster. If it were coming from creative people saying, here's why we are super excited about these decisions creatively, I would be 100% defending them and being like, hey, screw you guys, let them do their thing. But <laughs> this sort of strikes me as like corporate speak and not really the reasons you want to hear from a developer or why they made the decisions. They but this want. one has a oh. doggo, Travis. A doggo. Lot, lots of games dog. got doggos that aren't good. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, this is the level of coverage we've been getting this yeah. week. There's a dog in Final Fantasy. Fantastic. Love it. Well, people you, love that fact. You see those, yeah. That, that's literally an SEO article. Is people love learning that that games have dogs you can pet. I'm Take I'm, as you will. I'm producing an article that is basically to that effect for an upcoming. Final Fantasy so. as a doggo. <laughs> All right, I didn't mean to call you out, Travis. No, I mean, I, no, I'm, I'm not saying calling out. I'm just saying that is something people care about, and if people care about it, and you're running a, an outlet, you should write about it because people, you know, that's your job. I get um, that. So, yeah. What's uh, the last thing on this is these icon versus icon battles. I thought this quote was interesting. So uh, Yoshida says that icon versus icon battles are each independent and each one is unique. They are cinematic fights, whereas um, there's one that feels like a kaiju fight. Yoshida says that Evangelion, Godzilla, Ultraman all inspire these battles. Uh, one is like uh, a battle with a phoenix is more like a 3D shooter while another will be uh, a Titan icon that will be more about high-speed action. So it feels like uh, games within games, if you will. So we'll see how they deliver these. I don't know. They got, like, hit point boss bars on the top, like a fighting game, right? So yep, it's fine. Yep. This is definitely not what I go to Final Fantasy <laughs> for, but that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. For me, like when they first showed it and they showed it returning to like the kingdoms and the castles and you see the chocobo and the fantasy like we talked about, I got really excited. I'm like, good. Final Fantasy is finally going back to the stuff I love about it. But the more they talk about this other stuff that we've been discussing, the less excited I get. So I don't really know where this one's going to land for me. I am going to play it unlike 15, um, but we'll see for sure. So. What's funny about your love of the fantasy stuff, Ains, is that the height of Final yeah. Fantasy as a popularity is when they made it like a steampunk fantasy. Which killed it for me. In 4 and 6. Yeah. No, 4 and 6 I love. When they went... Um, 6 is steampunk is all heck. That's true, I guess, yeah. When they went kind of futuristic in 7, I'm, I'm one of those weirdos that really doesn't like 7 that much, but it is what it is. Like, I like 9 when they went back, but... Uh, it's anyway, nine seems so cloying to me. We've talked about this. Yes, we have. We're trying yep. to appeal to people with a little guy dressed as a black mage, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's knock out some of the – anything else on Final Fantasy, guys? Okay. Um, no, I mean, there was there was a major shakeup that we saw kind of leaked slash announced about the head of Square Enix being removed, which is pretty rare in these circumstances. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I didn't touch on that. Um, so, I mean, like, I, I, well, Luminous was just an absolute, I, I keep saying tire fire, but 
uh, Luminous, the engine that they built to make Final Fantasy 15, that they poured huge amounts of money in, that never really had output that I thought was terribly impressive. They spun yep. off a company to make games with, just absolutely died with Forspoken. So they, they closed down Luminous Productions, and the guy responsible for a lot of these decisions has been shown the door. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I it don't really have too much in business, I feel. But yeah, that's all I got to yeah. say about that. I don't really have anything to add. I mean, you nailed the facts. We'll see. Square Enix, I, we, we've said our piece, I think, about Square Enix quite a bit on this show. Um, so uh, it's going to be very interesting. I mean, Final Fantasy, just given the numbered entry, seems like it's going to be hugely successful just based on being Final Fantasy 16. But it's going to be interesting to see how it delivers, how it lands, what people genuinely think about it, so and what it does for Square Enix. So, all right. Let's knock out, let's catch up on Super Chats, and then uh, we're going to get to uh, Travis's Destiny 2 Lightfall review and the new segment that we're debuting this week, which should be rather funny. <laughs> All right, Dan, you good over there? I'm ready to go. Yeah, just a little bit of stupid stuff happening around my house. Yeah, you, you have know. background noise Vacuuming. again. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a stupid fan, like I said. <laughs> yeah, All right. technically done. All right, Gamer okay. Ducko with the 15... Something is that? I think that's um, uh, uh, crypto. Fifteen crypto. crypto. All right. <laughs> I don't want to hear about uh, sixteen until I play it. But Hogue is on, so here I am. All right. There you go, Deco. Thank you. Appreciate you. Angela Richter with a ten dollars super chat. So glad to see Rick back. Thank your family for sharing you with us. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great sentence good, good. thank your family for sharing you with us yeah. that's awesome angela thank you and midnight yell with a ten dollar super check welcome back rick travis uh question mark uh i don't know what that is i mean is that, is that no, a, no, a no, a question mark question mark and then it's a colon and then they, they're asking no, i heart yes. <laughs> All right, VR. But uh, I'm not a gamer. I haven't played since OG Nintendo and Atari, so I'm old. Welcome to the club. Uh, yeah. Where should I start with VR games? I don't like shooter games. Mm. Interesting. Uh, Moss is a great starter VR Correct. game uh, where you guide a, a mouse around and you get to hang out with a mouse. Moss Cannot is uh, recommend it enough. Beat Saber is um, the obvious recommendation, I would say. Beat yeah. Saber's great if you want to work out. I, I beat Saber most days, as I know Ains does as well. It's I do. Great, yeah. great I've, I've switched to Pistol Whip now, though. Oh, wow. Impressive. Um, yeah. But she, she doesn't like Pistol Whip. She's anti-gun, okay? she Favorite song okay. is Snoop Dogg's No Guns Allowed. Or Snoop Lion, actually. He was Snoop Lion at the time of that publishing. Um, <laughs> I had no important. idea what's happening. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. So leave it to the young people who grew up in Oakland in the night. What's that? Was it wasn't it Snoop Leon? No, he was Snoop Lion. He saw a spiritual guide who told him that his spirit energy was more like a lion than a dog, so he changed to Snoop Lion. And then he came out with an entire album of Rasta music, and then he realized that that was insane. And then he went back to rapping as Snoop Dogg. So, calm down, Dan. Jeez, I'm just making sure you're pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> sure, okay. Wow. Says Snoop Leon. Leon. Um, <laughs> he went French while we were at it. Um, yeah, no, I recommend definitely uh, what these guys said. Moss, book one, book two are fantastic. I'm actually playing Moss again right now, and Beat Saber is a classic. Um, I expect you to die. Is that available? <clears throat> I don't know. I expect Depends you to die. Yeah, 
it's on uh i think one and two are on psvr2 yeah okay yeah I, I still have got more to check out but yeah I, I wrote an article on pistol whip this week because i'm loving it so much stop talking uh, about pistol whip she doesn't like guns come on damn it it's still good play it all right moving on thank you uh midnight yell and angela bernhardt friend of hogue 499 super chat sending love and support buy yourself a post pt t on me uh man lifting dumbbell uh a boba tea with and a heart that is um growing three sizes this day that is not a dumbbell my friend that is a barbell. Oh, uh, <laughs> no no yeah no, no your know your weights bro come yeah, on I, that's like the one thing I, yeah come on <laughs> I, not the one thing i don't know that's one of many things i don't know uh, <laughs> do i Thank look like you, a guy Angela. who goes to the gym to you <laughs> ever i can safely say i've never been into a gym on my free will <laughs> all right random name 499 super chat welcome back i know we're talking about final fantasy 16 but how do you feel about the recent info about square ceo being replaced wow because of low game sales took too long <laughs> <laughs> uh random name was ahead of the curve on that one he came in before we started talking about it but yeah I, I think we've kind of already touched on that by accident um but i i like hoag's commentary i think we've talked about square enix a lot on this show and and they've just that for someone like me who grew up in the era of square soft right before they they merged um those games and the the generation there are legendary like between the kind of super nintendo and playstation one quite literally some of the greatest games ever made uh for years and years on end and so to see where square enix today is today and the games that they generally produce has been a, a massive disappointment for me personally but that's just how i feel about it so who knew that forespoken would have such a massive effect good lord I'm, I'm uh thank you that. random name <laughs> Chelsea Nagy. Dan, you're on mute. And but we love again, you. I'm muted. Okay, happy to see y'all four corners, Phil. Uh, mm -hmm. So are we. Uh, I'm usually a uh, mm -hmm. replay crew, but happy to catch a live. So disappointed with the lean into action-focused combat. The comments from Naoki were a total cop-out, especially when Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake exists. That's a fair point. Yeah, I, like I think we kind of said very similar and in through our conversation oops sorry about that but yeah it's uh yeah at this point it is tbd on how good final fantasy 16 is to me we will say chelsea thank you for the very generous super chat appreciate that greatly brentwood chick back brentwood chick great to see you hogue uh thanks for doing this guys heart <laughs> Brentwood Chick was uh, generous enough to do a super chat over at Hoag's channel and a super chat over at SG channel as well. Ah, that's very question. nice. Yeah, that's very nice. Is watching both channels at the same time considered cross crossing streams? Smiling through the pain emoji. <laughs> Smiling through the pain. No, that's what it looks <laughs> like to me. It, it looks like, it looks like it looks like they're grinning, but behind their eyes lies darkness unspoken that's what it looks like to me uh, i see i see a, like a lottery winner emoji wow <laughs> yeah it's i swear so sometimes for everyone watching or listening the emojis look different depending on the screen you're looking at so oh yeah yeah um, yeah it's true it's uh it's interesting brent check thank you for your generosity appreciate you 
I think painful Travis just sees pain in more pictures than I do. I don't know. No, it's true. All the emojis are super personal to yeah. me. It'll be like a, you know, a guy, a guy like frowning, and I'll be like, my relationship with my father, and people are like, what? That's not what that emoji is. I'm like, it is to me. Um, so yeah. All right. Painful discourse. What did we decide this was? Um, we just decided Polish. No, Polish. Uh, well, plain plinkos. Ten plinkos. Yeah, Polish. That's right. Shickle. Uh, Square Enix wants bigger, uh, bigger player, player blah, 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 blah. bigger player base. Why not go multiplat? I can tell you why. Oh God. <laughs> well, you can't just say that and then go quiet. Oh. No, I, I was sure. I wasn't sure if other people were going to speak up. Uh, yeah, it's pretty easy uh, because if you agree to be exclusive on somebody's platform, you get paid guaranteed and upfront. Yeah, just trying to cut down their costs. They're run by accountants yeah. right now. Yeah, and you know it might eventually come to other consoles. We don't really know what the exact uh, terms are yeah. there. So, also yep. they are they do sell primarily to Japanese customers, and also just PlayStation is their bread and butter. The people who own that platform tend to like the types of games that Square makes. So they're playing to their base. Thank you, Painful Discourse. Classy one, I'll just grab it, Dan, with the 499 Super Sticker. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. Gecko Gamer, back in the house. Gecko, question for Hogue. How goes gaming? Also great to see Hogue back. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've advanced from can't game at all to can game for shorter periods of time than I would like uh, playing turn-based games, but even walking around Octopath still takes a while. So we're getting there, but everything about rehab is slow. Even though people tell me I'm moving very fast, it still takes forever. <laughs> I can imagine. Gecko, thank you. Midnight um, Yell, back. Back? I am not anti-gun. I'm very Texan. I'm against shooting people for fun. <laughs> Rolling laughing emoji. If you're against shooting yeah. people from fun for fun, how Texan are you, really? Yeah, that uh, would be my <laughs> Travis uh, can't help the 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 shade from San Francisco. <laughs> True. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hey, I, said it's, it's actually, it, I said that with love. It's law. actually required by law if you live in California. You have to throw shade at Texas, just like you do at California if you're in Texas. You know, I recently also, Travis, went to Texas. Rolling laughing emoji is exactly how I would have said that. So you nailed it. Hey. There we go. Oh. So some of them. I'm gonna have to find a new way to do it uh, to make it less um, acceptable to you. <laughs> All right, thank you, Midnight. Y'all appreciate it. All right, Aramaic LVT four nine nine super chat. Is that how you say that? Uh, yep. All right. Really getting my JRPG fix from Octopath two, and really looking forward to uh, what's that? Ayuden. Ayuden. Ayuden Chronicles. Hundred Heroes. Heroes. That's a long title. Later this yeah, year, Suikoden spiritual successor. Yeah, it's on uh, uh, the kind of prequel to that's the full game that one, but the the kind of little prequel to it was on Game Pass. You can try that out, but it got uh, generally really positive kind of previews. So yeah, Ayuden Chronicles Rising. I think yeah, it's very right. Good. That's it. Yep. Yep. Thank you, Aramaric. Uh, Grace J with the five dollars super chat. Never played any of the games. What is Final Fantasy? Oh, well, I tell you to ask Square Enix, but they don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, a, a duo of of space of invaders in your space. Yeah. A... <laughs> Final Fantasy is a uh, JRPG series. That has been around since uh, God. When was the first one? Eighty-seven. Final Fantasy One is like eighty-eight. 
Yeah. 88 around there because Fantasy Star Wars. Before I was born. (laughs) Significantly. Um, Yeah. Very long running series of games. Very beloved by millions of people. Uh, Everyone has debates about which one is their favorite. Um, But they can be. Everybody finishes with six. You should generally finish with six. Yeah. Correct. Travis. That's not an argument. Why would why would you not like six? Six is huh? fine. It's not my favorite. Six is fine. Six is fine. This guy. All right, we'll move on before we get started into that. Grace, thank you. All right, uh, L Amenopio, nine 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 super chat. The vocal minority say uh, MS requesting third party agreement documents from two thousand nineteen to now would give them nothing. Is there something? Well, obviously, I'm not in the internal document structure at Sony, but it would surprise the heck out of me if they don't have any content licensing agreements for the last four years. Yeah. I mean, we're literally talking about Final Fantasy 16 as we speak. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get to a little more here of the uh, kind of updated. We'll let Ho kind of dive into uh, the the summary of his latest video as well. Elementopio. So uh, thank you. We'll touch more on that here shortly. And lastly, let's put Travis on the spot again before we introduce the new segment for Travis. What's up? Perfect. Go. All right. Oh, no. Dog Travis. <laughs> I don't know dogs. All those dogs. Okay. Uh, this is dog with a body. Um, dog with the job helping blind people. Dog with a job knowing drugs. Dog face. Poodle. Uh, wolf. Fox. Not many. And then I'm going to go with um, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Looks to me like that gymnast that was unhappy about her finish smirk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stacy, thank you very much. Oh, that is a good, that that is pretty apt. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's talk briefly about your review is out or review in progress, to be fair. Review in progress. Uh, yes. Destiny That's 2 right. Lightfall. Travis, you talked last week and you've talked, uh, you've kind of educated this panel and some of our listeners on, on Lightfall in general. Um, so your review is out uh, in progress. You gave it a five so far, waiting on the raid. Um, so today we want to introduce a new segment, thanks to Dan with his brilliant idea titled Travis's fan mail. And we'll probably run this here and there going in the future as Travis does high profile reviews and IGN obviously getting millions and millions of of views on Travis's reviews, views on his reviews. Uh, It leads to some very interesting comments, as you might imagine, both on YouTube, on Twitter and everything else. So I'm going to read through some of these that Dan pulled out uh, about the love. Like this Travis review day drops are my favorite days of like the year it's like it's just so much joy Uh, the the amount of joy that i get out of just watching people that probably have never played the game uh probably will never play the game just see it know it's from not just travis but ign more specifically and then and then even and, and he's getting so big that they're like oh yeah this is travis (laughs) so yeah you know what to expect and just reading like the quote tweets and the replies and just everything i i I can't get enough and it's usually like you know as soon as it drops it's like oh the rest of my day is good i ignore the rest of twitter and so i just scour 
the comment section. You know what I haven't done a ton of is get on YouTube and look at them. That's what I need. To oh, they're yeah. That's you need to probably do that next. the worst menu. Yeah. That's probably the yeah. worst yeah. Love it. Yeah, these are all from Twitter, so this is our first run at this. But Travis, let, let let's talk through some of these, and we'll we'll allow you to respond if you care. You want to. me to respond to them? Okay, very well. Yeah, come on, you you know it's fine. So this is done by Travis Northup, who might be the most smug Destiny player of all time. Ains, can I make a proposal? Oh, of course you can. I think Travis should read his mail. That is probably well. the better idea. Yes, you would need to put it on screen. Is there a way to do that? I cannot do that quickly. Well, you can put it in the comments, maybe. No, they're sure. they're in the they're in the, the Twitter DM, Travis. Yeah, they're in our DM. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So is that it's, all? It's just the stuff you posted in Twitter. Yeah, there's yeah, like seven or eight of them. Yeah. All right, I will get that up um, in the future. You know, my feedback for the segment is if you're going to humiliate me, at least give me visual aid. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I would prefer that. Uh, we know you're not humiliated. We know you're smug. Yeah. I, I don't care. Yeah, okay, so the, for the yeah. first one, this is for, coming from Travis Northup, who might be the most smug Destiny player of all time. Uh, I actually don't really have a rebuttal for this one. That's probably true. I'm pretty I'm pretty <laughs> smug. Um, I'm a smug guy, I, I, I and, you know, I'm smug for a reason. I've been around Destiny for a really long time. I know people at Bungie and have had relationships with that studio for a really long time, and... I have a benefit that most Destiny players don't have, which is I have played other video games since Destiny came out. So I have a, a smug sense of um, kind of, of you know, uh, superiority because I know that there are, are games out there that are better than Destiny and the community by and large does not. Um, so there you go. I'm, yeah, fair point, whoever wrote that. Do we have names here? No, but whoever it is, fair point. Um, this one says... This community is by far the worst to be a part of. That I'm going to disagree with. So the Destiny community is actually surprisingly positive. Um, they have a problem where if their game is bad, if there's a problem with their game, they have a really big problem where any negativity around it is seen as toxicity and they dogpile on anybody who says anything, who dares speak out against their game, which I hate. But I will give it to Destiny players. Most of the toxic? people... It is, of course, toxic. Yeah, it's it's toxic to to hop on top of people. But uh, the the I'm the reason I'm saying that is because in this particular case, I would honestly say it was about 50 50. 50 uh, 50 percent of the people that reached out or commented or you know they sent me a DM or whatever were like, "Hey, I was super disappointed in Lightfall. Thank you for being honest about it, even though you're going to get flack." And the other half were like, "You know, f you. Um, how dare you speak up about Destiny?" But other I would say most other communities I've been a part of, it's more like 90%. It's like 90% of the people are just like, you know, kill yourself uh, messages. So um, <laughs> actually, th I think Destiny's pretty, pretty good. They're, they're maybe not the best in the world, but honestly, I would put them in the upper tier of, of uh, communities that I've actually engaged with. So um, yeah, I, I disagree with that. Um, next one. They must have given the Lightfall review to a bonafide Destiny hater, LMAO. Um, I, I don't even, both. I, yeah, I don't know what to, I, I mean, I've played destiny probably more than the guy who made that comment. I would wager. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I wouldn't call it a hater, but I do have a love hate relationship with destiny. I think every destiny player has a love hate relationship with destiny, frankly. And, uh, I am pretty representative of, you know, both sides of the community. I've praised destiny when it's good and I've, 
gotten on it when it's bad. And unfortunately, in this case, it, it, it released a, a not great expansion. IGN, the gamers that don't actually play games. Uh, you know, show me your gamer score, dude. Show me your played hours on games. I, I think I probably have played more games than you, and it's probably not even particularly close. But, you know, you do you. Uh, Travis continues to be an idiot. Fair. I don't have that a might not even relate one. to the Lightfall review. Yeah, it might not be like relate to the Lightfall review. Um, I think. Uh, look, <laughs> I'm, I may, I may in fact be an idiot, but I will not consider myself in trouble until I'm going on Twitter and calling people idiots. So I don't know. Look at here, maybe. Um, okay, more evidence that IGN review scores have always been worthless as a measurement for showing the quality of literally anything. Um, yeah, I mean that's a that's an opinion you can have. I'm I'm I view myself as your peer and therefore if you have a peer a, a fellow gamer with you know no stock in Microsoft or PlayStation or whatever um playing a game and giving an opinion you know I I would hope that you'd listen to your peers but you don't have to you certainly don't have to listen to me so I have no problem with that comment you know you do you go off and then this one is a uh a, a meme image that shows the cover art for Harry Potter Hog or Hogwarts Legacy um, with pull quotes from my review uh, that are not positive, and then and then the highlight, the headline is that I gave it a nine out of ten. Those uh, quotes include "may not be the most impressive technical achievement, not particularly profound or original. You'll be painfully disappointed. Fairly glitchy." Cursed with a, I can't, the, got cut off. Dicey performance suffered from just about every issue and lackluster. Um, those are all words that appear in my review. However, they are devoid of context. <laughs> um, they, you know, not particularly profound or original refers to the story, not the game as a whole. So you definitely uh, edited there in a scummy way. Ironically, this is coming from somebody who probably holds the view that IGN is scummy. And I cannot think of anything more scummy than pulling pull quotes out of a review with the intent of misleading the person who sees this image. So, I mean, again, not holding yourself to the standard that you like IGN to be held to, but um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm, I've, I said, I talked about this when the review came out, but you can absolutely have numerous um, uh, qualms with a game while still describing it as amazing. And I would describe her uh, Hogwarts Legacy as a pretty amazing game, despite yep. all of the the quotes that you 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 posted there. So I have no problem with ten to eight to ten. I don't know how many you have here. Uh, negative words in a review that scores a game nine out of ten, as long as the review itself explains why I came to the conclusion that I did, which I attempted to do in the review. Yep. And you probably would know that if you read the review instead of Controlled F for negative words. So anyway, Can that's my fan mail for negative words. Has the AI taken over? I think we can do that. I think we have the technology. Microsoft. Clippy, find me negative. Find me bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe they did read the review and then they intentionally edited around the good stuff and, and pulled out negative soundings. That's phrases. a funny last one because I'm waiting for people to start combining your Hogwarts score with your life false. Uh -huh, yeah, I was waiting for you to read this last one that we have here. Oh, oh is there another one? Yeah, there's one. Uh, okay, uh, this one says... Sorry, this dude gave the anti-Semitism wizard simulator game a nine. Absolutely unserious. Um, this comes from Media Tar <laughs> Updates Glam Slam, at Glam Slam something. Um, yeah, I 
I would take issue with it being an anti-Semitism simulator. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if the writer knows this, um, but I am uh, a Jewish man. And uh, <laughs> while I have always found the goblins that run banks and Harry Potter to be a bit problematic, that is not really what the game's about. Uh, J.K. Rowling is not in the game, actually. It's not J.K. <laughs> Rowling simulator. And uh, there's also not really anything to indicate anti-Semitism in the game. So, yeah, I, I would say this is a pretty, um, I would say it's a, I would give your straw man a nine out of 10. You did a very good <laughs> job creating a straw man for me. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that. Good stuff. So we'll, uh, you've got uh, some high profile coverage and reviews coming that we know of this year. Uh, so we'll, we'll be sure to kind of keep this segment going in the future, but that that's going to be a good one. Dan, thank you for the recommendation. I'm just, I'm just overjoyed. <laughs> so yeah, where are you actually, years coming out honestly, Dan, I, I am amazed that you didn't include some more of these because I looked at that desk. I was trying post. to make it. Some of them were real mean and you kind of softballed oh, it. So bad. I'm, I'm going to say I, I, I was trying, I was trying, I, I didn't want to come on here. And just like, you know, because some of them are just lazy. Like when they're like, hey, Travis, F you. You know, I mean, that, that, that's just <laughs> yeah. not even. Yeah, I think I think you went, I think you went, um, you went soft on me. And I, All right. I, I expect, uh, point, I point taken. We'll, uh, we'll work harder yeah. next time. That's no problem. I'm I mean, there's a lot of content for you to work with. I, I could make my DMs available to you guys. That's where the real heat comes <laughs> in. That's like, you know, that gets personal. Um, so, Yeah. So uh, just to, to wrap us up on Destiny 2, uh, summarize. Well, give us a 60-second summary of, of where you're at with the game at this point yes. in time. So at this point in time, I've basically done everything you can do in Lightfall right now. I've, I worked my way through all the different quests and stuff like that, and I'm waiting for the raid, and obviously there's going to be stuff coming out every week for the rest of the season. Um, uh, and, and my overall impressions is uh, the reason I'm at a 5 right now, or my, when I wrote my review in progress, I said you know probably a 5, is... I would describe Lightfall as extremely mediocre. It is a mediocre mm -hmm. game. Actually, the, the the campaign is actively bad. It is a bad campaign, straight up. It has a extremely weak story, uh, full of anticlimactic decisions and introducing of new characters that are themselves extremely weak. Um, you know, one of the new characters basically just you know stares at the camera and says. Oh, it's my last day on the job before retirement, before, you know, later. I wonder what happens to him. You know, I wonder what the character goes through during the campaign, you know. So uh, the, the story is just incredibly disappointing. And then beyond that, you know, they introduced a new uh, zone in the, uh, the, the Neptunian city of Neomuna. Um, yes, saddest, the grayest mall pavilion you've ever yes. seen. It to me, it looks like a corporate park, hood, which is I wrote in my review. I, I, like I've a, been calling it an Epcot pavilion. Yeah, it kind of it kind of just looked, yeah. Epcot Pavilion is very very good description. Um, it it the new destination is very bland and sad, and which is really unfortunate because the idea of having a giant skyscraper city with like lots of verticality is pr pretty interesting to me, and it doesn't really accomplish any of that. Um, and uh, that that's really un unfortunate. And then just uh, yeah, I mean, I I you know there's that's without going into the stuff which i didn't write about in my review in progress yet but it's definitely going to be there in the final version which is 
no new you know there's one new strike added to the the playlist there's no new crucible maps as of now they you know didn't add any game modes they they didn't add any gambit maps they made no changes to that sandbox just the the amount of things that they left rotting on the vine for this game and then added as little as possible to me it reeks of you know they a, a couple years ago may, maybe it was just one year ago they announced that Lightfall was no longer going to be the last year of Destiny, and they added a new expansion, the final shape that was going to be the last one. It is pretty clear to me that they took all the content they'd been working on and they pushed it a year. It was effectively a delay, and they had someone work on this to hold people over for another year because they needed to buy time. And it plays very much like that. From the story redirecting you to a side quest that seemingly has nothing with the main conflict to the fact that the world seems empty and the characters seem poorly thought out and the lore has a bunch of gaps... And I mean, go down the list. I I am a Destiny diehard. Ride or die with this game, dude. I've been here for good. I've been here for bad. And my role in this community is to be critical when it when it's warranted. And I'm really sad to report. It brings me no joy to say that my worries <laughs> about the game when I when I saw the first trailer up until the preview, up until the review, my worries about the game were well founded. That this is. I was unfortunately spot on about the fact that this this seemed like a side quest that what could should not have been named Lightfall for one. Light does not fall in it, from what we can tell. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm um, I'm devastated by this because the Witch Queen was, in my opinion, the height of Destiny. They finally told a good story in Destiny, uh, and they, uh, you know, I, I was I was filled with optimism about the future of the franchise at that point, and I think that they have completely killed any momentum they had and taken the wind out of the sails going into the finale, and I'm super worried about the next year of Destiny because I want this game to do well, and I don't know how it's going to, you know, be okay for another year uh, with, with the player base that I'm assuming it'll have in a couple weeks. Um, so obviously I still have more to play. The raid comes out on March 10. The raids are almost always bangers. So I'm really hoping that that'll, you know, work, but uh, I just, I'm so disappointed in this thing, man. You I, can hear I, it in your voice. Yeah, um, man. I mean, I, I like games and I like this game. I put so many hours into it. There's nothing I would like more than to have my decision to spend a ton of my time with this game vindicated. Uh, but this is anything but that. And, and it brings me no joy to report that. So I understand some people think it should be higher. Some people think there should be lower. I have gotten equal, equally set, set, uh, voices from either side. Um, but there's also been people that say, hey, yeah, you agree with, I agree with you, man. Five out of ten is probably spot on. So um, I don't know what my, my final review will be. I have hope that the game will get better, but this ain't it, man. Lightfall is a huge disappointment. There's no way around that. And even the people who say, oh, well, it's not as good as Witch Queen, maybe a seven, even they agree that it's disappointing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you'll be hard-pressed to find somebody who goes, yes, that this met my expectations or exceeded it. I don't think anybody's saying that. Um, it doesn't so. appear to be remotely within the Witch Queen's league. Not even close. No. Yeah. And I know the like, guys who play Destiny at SG, were, we were talking the other day, there's about three or four hardcore Destiny players, Eric's in the chat right now, actually game positive, um, have been saying that there's some there's some redeeming qualities here, but it's definitely not great. And the campaign, I've had a few people reach out to me, including Sarka, who I talk to all the time, who super chats a lot saying, uh, this was bad, actively bad. Yeah. The I'm campaign, only watching, yeah. I'm just surprised at how dull it seems. 
Yeah, the campaign, I would say, is actively bad. The reason I didn't give it a four is because some of the other stuff after the campaign is a little better. Um, and just in general, you know, like the the destination isn't inspired, but I wouldn't say it's like bad. It's it's mediocre. I mean, to me, the word mediocre really describes Lightfall. It really does, at, at least so so far. My, my yeah. son is a huge Destiny player, and he he said, yeah, he's, pro- he's pretty much right on as far as, you know, his criticisms. And then he said it's it's so bad that he said you can buy like an advance on like your some of your classes to like just get you to that point. He's like, yeah, you I can pay twenty dollars to skip the campaign so you don't have. Yeah, to he's play doing it. that because he's got one of each of the characters, <laughs> and so he he bought two of them. He's like, I'm not going back and doing that again. He he's, paid forty dollars <laughs> to not play the video game he bought. He got, that is so yeah. sad to me. Yeah, it's well, I, he, he played through with, with his warlock, I think, and and then. I am I am no, I'm not doing three, very three baffled twice more. that we are at an age in the industry where there's a game where you buy an expansion and then pay extra money to not play it. That doesn't yeah. even seem to make sense. Bungie, man, they know what they're doing. Yeah. This is like definition of how you do live service right here. It's unbelievable, Ains. And, you know, they've done that in the past to get through some of the grind. But in this case, the grind is basically just an eight-hour campaign. There's not a whole lot else you have to do to get to the power level that they boost you to. I think it's like yeah. uh, 1780 is where they get you to. And so uh, you are literally just paying to not play the main story of the campaign, which I get it. Like, you know, you don't want to do it three times, but it is depressing, dude. It is super depressing to me. You know what I think they should do? They need to disband Bungie and move to a new engine. That'll solve everything. Yep. Disband Bungie? I yeah, think he's reading hey, some kind of weird internet stuff. Hey, Halo no. joke. Halo joke. Oh, oh I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. Disband the studio uh, and move to a new engine. Free. I heard it fixes yeah, yeah. everything. For sure. For sure. Well, uh, Bungie is under new management. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. It's true. Well, okay. We'll uh, we'll end on uh, we'll end our Destiny two on that. Obviously, you'll report back once we get the raid, which uh, comes out this week. So, it comes out uh, on Friday. So I don't know if I'll have beaten it by the time we do this show. Sure. And my review certainly won't be live, but sure. it'll my review will be live sometime after Monday the thirteenth. I think it is. Yes, it's sitting on uh, Mario Day. I don't know. Yeah, seems sometime like. <laughs> Um, and, uh, of course I'll be talking about Halo funny enough season three, cause that starts Tuesday. Uh, so we'll talk about that next week as well. Pumped about that. Um, Halo. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Hoke, let's, uh, jump over. We're going to jump our topics around here and talk a little bit about the Xbox Activision, uh, the latest, because I know you came back, you did your first video, like we said, at the top here. I and um, there's, you know, kind of a bunch of other things happening within the space here. And your your video is about 30 minutes long. You covered a lot. So obviously, um, can you give us the gist that you're always good at doing of, of where this is at this point in time and the most recent kind of filings that have an impact on the 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 acquisition itself, I guess I should say. Sure. So the last time I did one of these, I think we knew that the Federal Trade Commission had moved to block the deal. That's continuing. They're hearing to have their claim that it should be blocked evaluated would be later this year, a lot later this year. So we're in what we would consider like pretrial motions. Okay. Uh, even though this isn't a trial, it's an administrative law proceeding. It's got the same kind of concepts. What is discovery? How do I get documents or how do I make people give me testimony? And so Microsoft had said, look, if you're going to try to block this because we're going to blow up the world of video games, 
we need to see it inside Sony's internal documents because they've been doing exclusive deals for forever. And they asked for 45 different categories of documents in a subpoena. Sony says, uh, no, we're not a party to this. We uh, <laughs> maybe asked the, Fe the Federal Trade Commission to block you, but that's not a big deal. So we're not, we don't want to give you any of this documentation. And when they, when they told the administrative law judge who's looking at this on behalf of the FTC that they didn't want to give over the documents, that judge had to make a determination, a pre-trial kind of determination. So the most recent mm -hmm. thing that happened this week is the judge said, Sony, you got to turn over most of this stuff. Now, Microsoft had asked for a number of documents going back 10 years, and the judge shortened that to four to the, to the start of 2019 because we're looking at a forward-looking merger. But for the most part, Sony lost almost everything it tried to combat. It, it complained about the custodians. It, claimed, it complained about the type of information that was requested. And then the judge said, no, all of this is pertinent to whether Microsoft should be allowed to buy Activision. So, Sony, you're going to have to turn over these documents. And a lot of people ask me, does that mean we're all going to get to see exactly how Sony does its deals? The answer is almost certainly no. So in the legal process, you might see what we've seen in other documents from other regulators where you get a range. Like if you, if you imagine, oh, you're going to get this percent of our sales of this game. It'll be 5 to 15 instead of saying 8 or whatever. You might get stuff like that, but it'll be primarily under seal. But the video I did was... Sony may be regretting its life choices really, really soon because just having those documents out in space is not great for them. Microsoft won't be the ones that leak it because they're not crazy, but these <laughs> things have a tendency to get out. And so Sony is building a case for finding an antitrust complaint against it over the last six months because they keep arguing for things like it's a two-person market. And eventually this is going to bite Sony in the butt, in my opinion. But right now, all that's happened is that they're going to have to deliver really sensitive documents about the business transactions they're making to run their company to their chief competitor in Microsoft, who at the <laughs> same time is negotiating for deals to keep things off of PlayStation through Game Pass and, and, and elsewise. So that's the first thing that's going to happen in this entire thing is that Microsoft is just going to have a lot more information about exactly <laughs> what Sony's doing instead of broad-based information about kind of what Sony's doing. And Sony to their credit, to their detriment, however you want to frame this, got smacked by this judge in a couple of places where they claimed that there was no probative value to the licenses they entered into, that there was no use in handing them over. And the judge is like, are you crazy? And other <laughs> things of that nature that Sony just said, well, we don't have to turn over these documents because they're in Japanese. And the judge said, well, <laughs> you, you can figure that out, Sony. You're Sony. What, what is the deal? They tried to say, well, we can't turn over our licensing agreements because we don't classify them properly in our own system. So it'd be really hard. And as I said in my own video, it's like, well, yeah. that's fine. That, that's true. We don't want unduly burdensome subpoena requests, but we also don't want you to get out as a corporation, a multinational corporation that gets sued a lot. We don't want you to get out of discovery requests by keeping really poor records. Right. So if it takes longer for you now, maybe sort them as you go. I don't know. But the judge said, we're pretty sure you can find, presumably, what you've licensed into your economic system. So if you've licensed content for your for your for your game console, presumably you know what companies you've entered into that arrangement with. But Sony tried to get out of it. The judge said, "No, you can't get out of it." 
And now Sony owes a lot of sensitive materials to Microsoft. And again, Sony's the only real vocal party that has tried to block this deal. So I think some some corners of the internet are looking at it as being hoisted on their own petard. Gotcha. How I the would turntables uh, have turned. <laughs> it is so funny. I what's funny is that I think uh-huh. as soon as they got involved in this, we were still on this show together, Hogue, and we were all like, "This seems like a really like this is not going to go well for Sony in a number of reasons. Why are they involving themselves?" And it's just funny to to see it happen and Sony be you know shocked Pikachu face. It's like, yo, you guys set this in motion a long time ago and should have seen this coming, frankly. And maybe they did. Maybe they're just playing, you know, dumb. But it, it's it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Is well, it? Uh, care, but this could easily go bad for them. That's what I was yeah. gonna say, Hogue. It feels like, and again, coming from an outsider perspective who doesn't follow this kind of stuff, right? It just feels like we talked before about Microsoft of all companies is no stranger to these types of things, and they are extremely well prepared. Uh, you know, going into this, it feels like, um, you know. Um, almost like Microsoft knows exactly what they're doing here. And they're basically turning the screws back. Uh, do you think Sony's gotten themselves a little in over? I mean, it's kind of sounding like they've gotten themselves in over their head and this could be problematic in the future. None of this should be a surprise for Sony. I mean, these are all calculations that should have happened when they were deciding how vocal they were going to be. Sure. So yep. I don't see it as this kind of like turntables, as you say situation yeah. because that all should have been evaluated at the time i was You're surprised that they probably calculated this risk and, and yeah i mean the very first thing you do in this circumstance is say all right i'm gonna need a lot of docs from sony i mean like that's microsoft doing that first is no surprise to anybody i don't think so um i think in answer of your question sony shouldn't be surprised by this but we can't guess it's all people making decisions so it's possible they didn't properly calculate out this kind of thing or they thought that they could quash it, they could kill it, and the judge would let it die. Because one of the one of the things that the legal system tries to do is not impose costs on non-parties if they're unwarranted. But once the judge says in the first paragraph or two of, of his order that it's clear that the Sony documents would be pertinent to Microsoft's defense, then Sony's going to lose all over the place. And is also- it possible, Hogue? I imagine it is, that... Sony did calculate this risk and also calculated that they would probably lose the fight to say it isn't pertinent and thought it was worth the risk anyway to still try to block the deal uh, and and were maybe okay with or at least thought it was a um, a, a reasonable um, uh, you know necessary kind of sacrifice to reveal some of their documents if it if it meant that they had a chance to to help block it. I think so. If we assume that they're not irrational or insane then when they're deciding to, to put out there in December that if this deal is allowed to go through, we can't compete in the market, which is where I you know lit the alarm fire was, well, they really escalated from this is bad, we don't like it, to we can't survive if you allow this deal. Once that happened, at that point, you have to know you're going to be essentially a non-party party to any proceedings that go from there. And so Sony had to have evaluated it at that point. Gotcha. One other thing I wanted to ask you about or have you comment on, I should say, uh, that I took away from your video, because as you can imagine, as you know better than I do, there's a lot of speculation and just commentary across social media around what's actually happening here. A lot of it probably wrong. Um, But I've seen a lot of people say uh, the CMA and the EU 
are basically uh, getting moved in the direction or, or they're, they're starting to move in the direction of approving the deal and that the, the, the deals that uh, Microsoft, the licensing deals that they made uh, have eased some concerns there, blah, blah, blah. So that means that the FTC is going to do the same. And what I took away from your video, if I've got this right, and just want to make sure you can comment on it, is that at the end of the day, nothing the EU or the CMA do has a direct effect on the FTC. mandate anything, no. Yeah, it's just people making decisions, and we can't speak to whether the people at the FTC will change their viewpoint based on anything else. But there's no direct impact whatsoever between what the EU and CMA do versus what the FTC is going to do. No, and the FTC is having trouble. I mean, I, I don't think we should ignore that, both sure. politically and effectively. Which is to say, one of the other things I've referenced in this space is the FTC tried to block Facebook's acquisition of the VR company called Within. And yep. I said, that that's a bellwether because that's some crazy theorizing that they tried to do to get that one blocked. And they got absolutely slapped in their faces while I was having a little medical circumstance. Um, but if I do another video in the near future, it's probably going to be, we need to read the Within decision because the FTC was told in no uncertain terms that this is crazy. Yeah. So don't, don't do this. And the yeah. FTC is going to be reflecting, we would hope, on the choices that they make because they've lost a number of high profile kind of adjudicative actions in the last year. But yeah. that doesn't mean that this is the breaking point and they switch directions now. They might switch directions later. They might never switch directions. These are political bodies. Sure. Yeah, I don't think they'll switch directions at all. I think at this point, it's really more about appearing that to fight it rather they, the the victory doesn't really matter as much to them and i think they know that their case in this one is is just as weak as within uh, or any number of uh acquisitions that they've done and weirdly you know there's uh mergers all the time that probably should be blocked but i don't i think they're just picking the really weak battles you know I, i'm very surprised by the ones they're choosing yeah they clearly have a bugaboo about technology in general how so, about the how about the internet providers, huh? ISPs, guys, you want to do something about that? Yeah. That that one is a real big problem you could solve right now, and it makes and it it, it also is a shady under current law. Not not those are statutory monopolies, Travis. You got to go to the you got to go to the foundations to hit those. <laughs> Long sigh. Well, <laughs> to sum this one up then, Hoag, um, at the end of your video, you said this is uh, very, very likely. You still believe it's going to go through at the end of the day yeah. with some sort of concessions, but we are still potentially several months from that this will carry on. You're seeing those concessions now, essentially, with those licenses sure. and everything else. Microsoft's been broadcasting to the world what they're willing to do for a year and now the EU, by rumor in Reuters, has taken them up on it. That's no surprise. Microsoft knows what it's doing. They have some very smart kind of regulatory lobbying strategies. But, um, yeah, it's not going to be months until we know about the CMA and the EU. And then it's going to be longer until we know whether the FTC decides to pursue this all the way through their hearing date or not. I, I think Fair this enough. is a sure loser for the FTC, but I've thought that from the start. Yeah. yeah, you're right. All right. So we get to carry on with this nonsense for a while yet. <laughs> That's the and worst fanboy fight. <laughs> God. Yeah. Just yeah. let them buy it. <laughs> Who cares? Well, I love the EU oh, gonna... quotes that were coming out, which is like, we can't rush to judgment. I'm like, they announced it in January of 2022, folks. 
I mean, I get it. Speedy government, mm-hmm. but like, don't pretend you're rushing to judgment now, European Union. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, as always, Hoke, uh, you, in my opinion, you give kind of the best insight and break these things down in a digestible way. So I appreciate it. I'm sure our viewers and listeners uh, appreciate it as well. So thank you. Well, thank you for watching the video. Yeah, I'm getting there. We're not going to be on a regular schedule anytime soon, but I'm going to keep putting up things from time to time. Excellent. Let's get caught up on Super Chats real quick. And uh, I want to shout out real quick, Jose Rivera, who is one of our regulars and uh, uh, really appreciates Travis, by the way. Travis, he gives you compliments all the time. Really? Um, yes, absolutely. Um, That's he, so weird. That is he weird. Did, but I, but he, he did two Super Chats uh, at $9.99 each, but with no, the message was retracted. So I told him, I said, if you meant to type something there, put it in the chat and I'll certainly read it without you. Uh, super chatting again, uh, but he hasn't. He just said uh, he likes the idea of a Travis Smug mug uh, mm. as merch. So we may have to Travis create the some smug? smug. Travis, yeah, Travis the Smug. I, mean, so, I have to be uh, on these shows with your Smug mug every time. True, <laughs> <laughs> and you don't even get paid for it. You just, you know, have to do it. You know what? So. You know what, Hogue? I, I, I don't mean this as an insult, really, but um, I think we are, we are, we have some kinship in our Smug kind of. We're we're smug brothers. I I view us as smug brothers. We both have kind of like a shit eating grin on our face at most of the time. Um, I smirk a lot of the time, which is greatly helped by only having full operational control over half my face. I was gonna say your your smirk is more exaggerated now because you always had one, but now it's like it's really defined. So I feel like you 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 leveled up, like you went super saiyan on being smug, and I I will forever be trying to catch up with you. You know. I don't recommend my method, Travis. I yeah, I, there's easier ways to be more smug, but uh, you you know you went all in, and I got to give you kudos for that. <laughs> By the way, co-counsel says the smirk is super cute. It is. It. it is. Yeah. <laughs> you, you wear you wear it better than me. Me, it looks like you know the reason people hate San Francisco elites, and yeah. for you, it looks you know it's kind of it's kind yeah, you of you want to you want to hug Ho, you just want to punch Travis in the face. I get it. Yeah. Totally yeah. Cool. For yeah. Sure. I get that. I get that a lot. <laughs> um, thank you, Jose. I appreciate the support. I appreciate the super chats. Uh, amazing meta. You can take these, Dan. Yeah, $10 super chat for Travis's therapy. After this episode and his unique take on emojis, I'm pretty sure he needs a soft couch and a kind ear. <laughs> I really um, appreciate I neither of those. Yeah, no, I appreciate your, your concern about me. Um, I've never really been a therapy guy and also don't really need uh help in that regard i just don't have emotions i'm not a very emotional guy I, i'm a sociopath i'm sorry it's just part of my 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 chemical buildup but yeah i'm, I'm fine i'm chilling i'm chilling i'm cool man like that that's that's a Duff's perfect fat. segue thank you meta to eric super chat yeah travis needs a 80s action movie training montage yeah uh i think i, be- I believe I believe he's referring to an in-game cutscene in Destiny Lightfall wherein there's an 80s training montage and they do it to skip over the fact that so much of what they have you doing in that game is boring so they make a cutscene where you're training up and it's got that moment where at first you're like oh man I'm so bad at this and then he goes keep trying and then oh look he's a master by the end so embarrassing it's it's probably the worst cutscene they've ever put into Destiny Travis yeah. is the best around <laughs> the best thanks um yes i have heard from multiple people that it 
the cutscene was so bad that it kind of ruined their total interpretation of Lightfall. And I, I, I actually want to see it because I want to understand how a cutscene can be that bad. Yeah, it's I'm funny because the early trailers all suggested it had this whole 80s vibe. And I'm not getting much of that off of Lightfall. So maybe that was a late addition to try to give it more of it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yep. Maybe. No, Thank I you, uh, Eric. I changed the entire movie after people liked the trailers. <laughs> all right, here we go. Prototopics. $10 Super Chat. All this talk of Activision and Microsoft. When are we going to get a Hello Kitty Island Adventure sequel? Uh, Asking the real question. Whenever questions. we do, Travis will be reviewing it for IGN, probably. <laughs> That's what I'm guessing. So, probably. We'll see. Yeah. No, that, that, they're going to want to give that a 10. Travis isn't going to be near that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, think it's, if it's good. Fans are crazy. Woof. Depends how good it is if I'll get it. Yeah. Although I will say, my next review, or I don't know if it's my next review, but it's one of my upcoming reviews, is Diablo 4. So. Yeah, we're doing we're doing pretty well out here. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm stoked that, that I get to review that. I don't know. Game. That tells me more about Diablo Four than it tells me about you. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Maybe they know something. <laughs> oh, I don't, don't do I that to me. Yeah, yeah, I should have been as soon as I heard that. I should have been worried. That's you a good point, Hope. Good point. Damn it. All right. All right, Nicholas Starro, Union Rep, Labor Law. With what do we decide this was? Krona. Swedish Krona. Krona, Krona, okay. If EU agrees to the deal and the FTC does not, uh, then the transatlantic trade agreement might come into place. But I don't know if FTC obeys under Tata. I think the working assumption, Nicholas, should be that the United States enters into treatises and agreements that it doesn't intend to fully honor anyway. So it's possible you could get into a treaty, into a uh, treaty that could be violated or otherwise cause a problem for not agreeing on merger terms and things like that. But for the most part, our executive bodies are going to operate independently and then politics might have them change for reasons that you suggest like this one. Hmm. Interesting. You partially lost me, but I appreciate the insight. Tata. That's like never Tata. Heard. Yeah, ta-ta. Uh, thank you, Nicholas. Appreciate you. Oh, geez. Squid letters. $5 Canadian. Read the smugs. Hogue equals Ted Lasso. Travis equals the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> uh, emojis. You got emojis there, Travis. Get you get the work. Oh, oh, oh um, uh, laughing vigorously. Then the tears come from continued laughing, and then they flow more freely as laughter continues. It's a story. <laughs> Yeah, good to see you, Hope. It's <laughs> good letters. Thank you very much. And Asante with the five dollar super chat. So great to have Hope back. Quick question: If Sony signs the ten year deal, do the document requests go away? Love the show, and I, for one, love Travis. Emojis. No, that time has passed. Sony uh, had a had a valid subpoena that it attempted to quash. That quash was denied, and so Sony is now under penalty mandated to deliver those documents subpoena by the way is latin for under penalty uh clapping and a smirk to i believe a smug smirk to <laughs> a smug smirk yeah that's a good one. <laughs> that, by the way that's my favorite emoji that one right there <laughs> it's got so many uses it's got like the I just, you know, said something sassy. It's got the, you know, I'm, I'm maybe flirting with you. Got it's just so multi. I know something you don't. Yeah, I know yeah. something you don't. It's got just a lot of like, you know, just it's so versatile. It's also <laughs> my rest. It's also just my resting face. So it, it, I have a, an affinity for it. 
Yeah. Asante, thank you, brother. Good to see you. Um, uh, there was something. Oh, Ted Lasso, season three. I'm, I'm ready, guys. I'm so it excited. It comes out in like a week, right? Yeah, is next it, week. Is it really? Next Friday. Man. Yeah. Super pumped. Let's go. Yep. Or it's next. the best show on TV. I'm just going to say Hence. it. Tuesday, I'm not sure Friday, how, how, they, how they pulled off uh, just – it's just so fun to watch. Like it makes yeah. you feel good. Yep. You know, like no other TV show does that for me. Like you don't watch. You know, I watch. You remember the uh, the consultant? Somebody said something about it last week in our chat, and I, I watched that on Amazon Prime. It's really weird. Uh, so whoever suggested that, uh, uh, thank yeah. you for the nightmares. Googleman. That was Googleman. Yeah. Googleman. Yeah. That, yeah. that tells me a lot about Googleman because <laughs> that was some strange strange stuff but yeah go watch it if you like strange slightly i do horror, i will dark be watching comedy it. kind of horror ish thing i don't know i bet you it's like weird. strange ains smirking uh, face <laughs> wow <laughs> See, all I right thank you everyone one of the there. There you, you did you did um all right so the last thing i want to mention is Elden Ring, boys. I'm glad Hogue's here to celebrate in the Elden Ring continued ongoing love a year later that uh, From Software came out this week with a single image and a single tweet saying, yes, expansion is coming, titled Shadow of the Erd Tree. And if you're not aware, don't follow that community. That single tweet has nearly 400,000 likes and countless videos have been made theorizing uh, everything in that single image that was shared because from has a very um, they are very good at teasing things that have a lot more depth than you would initially realize if you don't follow these things closely. So that single image touched on like several huge potential story elements uh, from Elden Ring. So I've watched like two and a half hours of speculative videos on what that uh single image could mean for the expansion i'm um, betting it means more elden ring it does which is already glorious so um super excited about it no date no details no nothing just it's coming and we already knew it was coming because from software told us they were working on expansion um so uh just good to have a single picture i guess but um hopefully a couple title. of and a title. This is true. Um, I thought the whole but it's game good. Was Shadow of the Earth Tree. So, <laughs> yes, that tree never yeah. leaves. No, uh, and there's there's like I said, there's a lot in that image that could. Uh, there's some things that look like it could be a prequel potentially, like oh. be, take place before the game. There's others that uh, you know speculate it could be after. But regardless, uh, it's going to be probably another big year. We know how big Elden Ring was last year, um, goes without saying. And uh, if they release that this year, along with, let's not forget, they have Armored Core coming back this year, Fires of the Rubicon, which is um, uh, starting to pop up for pre-order at retail sites. Now, of course, that doesn't mean it's imminent. But um, if they release both of those this year, it could be another huge year for uh, from software as a studio. So. All right, boys. I think that's going to wrap us up for today. We're coming in a little shorter today. Love it. Yeah. But no I, Hogue, I am very glad you were able to join us. Um, thank you for hanging out. Good to see you back on your channel officially with your video. Good to see you here. Like I said earlier, uh, as much as I love doing this show, no matter what, 
um, it just feels right when it's the four of us. It feels like yeah. balance has been restored to the universe. Yeah. Um, and I straight and up very, don't like doing the show without you. So I'll, just, <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go a step further than Anne's. <laughs> I will be very excited when I get to use this again. You know, I'm, I'm pumped about the the first return battle, as you, as you will. Um, but, yeah. All right, guys. Hogue, you want to you wanna close out on your end? Uh, sure. Well, I am <laughs> on the internet on occasion now, but I still am doing a lot of therapy and I definitely can't do work or anything else on therapy days. They knock me out, but, um, I'm intending to do infrequent guest spots on places here, like the Bitcast. You might see me elsewhere and occasional videos on the channel. And we'll be working to get back up to speed while also not making my therapist crazy or otherwise going backwards instead of forwards. So, You'll see me out and about a little bit more, but for those of you that are worried about me going too fast, I'm trying to take it easy and listen to everybody and listen to how I feel. And you probably won't see me a ton on two hour videos because I, I'm already going to have to stretch and do some stuff after this. I know that. So I'll be around. I'm very happy to not be dead. So <laughs> I'll try to make good use of the time that is given to me as Gandalf would tell me. But, um, uh, you have a lot I, of Gandalf inspiration these days. This is an interesting uh, feature about you now. I love it. Well, one of the things, you know, you get a, you get sheets for discharge and things like that uh, when you're let out of the hospital. One of the really interesting things that they give you is you just had a stroke. One of the most common post-stroke things that happens in the first couple of months is high levels of emotionality that you might not be expecting and things like that, which I'm not an emotional guy. I'm a little bit more like you, Travis, very analytical. My wife used to joke about me having a robot heart but like Beyonce doesn't say not only do you get a perspective from having a near-death experience it's also like what happened to you is also creating extra emotions so hmm. yeah a lot of Gandalf a lot of other things that I've reflected on a lot and that'll that'll continue to be the case I think but, so you're the tin man well no I I have <laughs> I have x-rays and um, MRIs to prove it <laughs> I don't know but um, I act that way a lot. And so, Fair enough. yeah, sometimes a little bit more emotional. But uh, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be having these conversations. I knew as soon as I saw you were doing Final Fantasy 16 that I was going to pop on. But it's, um, it's cool to do these things. I like having these conversations. I like being on my channel and doing videos. Hopefully adding to the overall understanding of people. It's always been the goal. And yeah, it was really hard for like six, eight weeks to watch things happen with the deal or otherwise in the industry and be like, oh my God, no. <laughs> However, <laughs> was describing something and maybe getting on Twitter, maybe not, because I didn't have the appetite for a Twitter fight on this stuff. But yeah, it's it's interesting. It's it, It's interesting to go through this and try to be who I was, but also take the situation in incorporate it you know it happened it's part of my life yep yeah and uh still do all the things i need to do in rehab and elsewhere so i appreciate you guys letting me on and ains never stopped sending me links folks i don't think he missed yeah. a week <laughs> well, they're fun. always there for you whenever you want to link in from the icu so those <laughs> weeks, yeah. i like new hogue I liked old Hogue as well but you know i hope you get your fighting appetite back at the very least so that i can give you a feast Oh, I'm always happy to fight you, Travis. I, I, well, I can't fight you that. 
cool. <laughs> fight. Hashtag fight. One v one me, bro. Okay, great. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I didn't reference it, but I almost did when we were talking about Final Fantasy 16 that this was, you know, very last Jedi of them. So we need to approach more people. He's gonna have to break out last that's Jedi so in the wrong. outro. That's so wrong. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, if, uh, if I say last Jedi, and you say that's so wrong. I'm all I'm all in for you, Travis. But yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna no, be I, nice to you because you just had a medical um, incident, as you actually like put it, yes. uh, medical incident. But uh, I'm I'm uh, I hate you. So there you go. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to the day when when people are not kid glovesing around me. You know, yeah. like, I don't yeah. need special. I don't need special treatment, Travis. You can yell at me. Okay. I'll keep that in mind next week. I told you I said <laughs> it was the only thing that knocked my blood pressure monitor off in the hospital. Yeah, you did tell me that. You did tell me that. I like to think it just made you feel alive, as as all good movies should. Um, great. So, yeah. Go, Travis. All right. Um, yeah, so I've got a bunch of stuff coming out next week. Um, on Tuesday, I will be announcing IGN First for March. I'm producing it. I uh, spent a week with the game developers playing their game and capturing footage and conducting interviews with the uh, people making that game. And I'm really excited to tell you all what it is and share what I can share. Um, it'll be a slow content rollout, slow meaning I'm going to do like two different posts a week about different stuff. And then by the end of the month, I'll be able to fully open the kimono as it were and let you guys know everything I saw and played. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, uh, other than that, I've got the um, Destiny 2 Lightfall review um, uh, that will be fully fleshed out at some point. Not this week, but the week after once the raid has uh, been conquered by yours truly. You're going to be world then, first, uh, Travis? Yeah, I'm going to be a solo flawless world first, actually. Oh, okay. so, yeah, I'm going to beat the raid by myself without dying and do it before anybody else. That's the, okay. uh, that'll, Do I'm that and then give it a two. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then it, br it brings it down. I'm like, I, I was able to do it myself. Honestly, if I'm able to solo flawless world first that raid, it probably does suck. Uh, um, yeah, I, I probably won't be first. So I'm, I'm hoping that I can beat it. So for those of you that don't know, the Friday and Saturday it comes out, it has something called contest mode activated where it is more difficult. And so I have beat my head against the wall in the past and sometimes beaten it on the day of and then be able to write my review more quickly or not succeeded and then had to wait until they brought it back to the regular difficulty and then and then beat it mm. and write my review. So uh, if I'm not able to conquer it on Friday or Saturday, I'll beat it on Sunday and then hopefully have the review uh, up uh, sometime in the early part of the week. But we'll see. Um, either way, I, I, I'm sorry to report Destiny fans that it's it's so far is not great. Um, and, uh, and I will continue to be honest about my feelings about destiny. Um, for those of you who think I'm a destiny simp, I guess here's proof that, uh, I'm not. And for those <laughs> of you who think that, uh, for those of you who think that, um, I, uh, I just hate destiny. I encourage you to look at my review of destiny to the witch queen that I posted. Logically, I have to point out that it's not proof of anything. It could be a natural three and you're still giving it a five. True. That's oh, a good point. Very true. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah, it could true. be worse than that. Although I think a lot of people would say that if I was a destiny simp, I probably would have given the witch queen a higher than an eight. A lot of people were like, that's not high enough. And I'm like, honestly, would you call destiny amazing? Actually, are you amazed by it? I have, I have a problem with the, with the word descriptions of the numbers. My feeling is that you're um, exactly right on witch queen and Lightfall from my brief interactions with both. Thank you, Hogue. And that really means a lot to me. And I hope other people feel the same way, but it brings me no joy. It feels like a different league. 
It really does. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, uh, cool. cool. Kill, kill yourself. That's that's. What yeah, or that doing. for sure. Yeah, or that. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for adding your adding your voice to the chorus of kill yourself messages. I received. No no so what all right. Want? Yeah. We'll go ahead and wrap up. Uh, if you are interested in Diablo 4, definitely check out Season Gaming Channel. I've got something on Anarius up on there. I'm going to have a lot more on PSVR 2 coverage and titles this week. And um, I, too, will be doing coverage and review of uh, Diablo as well. So Travis and I will hopefully be review buddies here, and you'll get to hear from both of us. About we should also experience. play together if we can. That would be fun. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, we yeah. got to do that for sure. If my character so, stops moving, it's because I fell asleep. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, guys. I will just... boot you. Um, and I'm lastly, I'm actually super uh, excited about Diablo 4. It's going to be fun. <laughs> lastly, we do have a special episode coming up of BitCast. Uh, so stay tuned. We haven't announced what that is yet. Uh, very soon. We're still coordinating it, but it could be a lot of fun. So uh, hopefully that will go next week. And same time same t same place hope you can join us and uh, we'll announce this week what's going on with that so all right we're gonna close out hope everyone has a good week thank you as always to all of you your generosity uh and uh just tuning in with us hanging out with us listening later if you're on audio side thank you so much and we will see you same time same place next week thank you